Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind with your host, John Spencer. Grab a mug of your favorite brew and join me and my sister, Carla, and then get ready to brew your brain, sharpen your wit, and enrich your faith. We'll give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on your walk with Jesus. So let's get this show on the road. Hey, good morning, Carla. Good morning. Good morning, John. Good morning, Thursday, Thursday, November 2nd. So glad everybody's with us this morning. Got your cup, got your cup of coffee, ready to go? I do. Got some Starbucks cinnamon dolce this morning. Oh. It's equally awesome as the uh, San Antonio blend. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I love, I love it when it's starting to get cool enough to Mm -hmm. enjoy good hot drinks all the time i mean i I, i'll drink hot coffee in the morning if it's 110 degrees but right (laughs) i enjoy it more when it's colder Mm -hmm. and the hot mug uh yes in your hands yeah steam rising off of it Mm -hmm. we're winning so november 2nd on this date in 1889 both north dakota and south dakota were admitted as the 39th and 40th u.s states how about that? How come they weren't just Dakota? Why did we have to have two? I I guarantee you there was somebody who owned land or wanted something. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean anything. I got who it. knows? Okay. Probably I know because, because the population was so small that if they made them two, they would each get two Senate seats as opposed to that's four instead of two. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think hmm. yeah, I think hmm. dastardly and dirty like a politician. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> in in 1920, KDKA in Pittsburgh broadcast the results of the presidential election, and it was the first scheduled radio broadcast of presidential outcomes. Oh, wow. And November 2nd is Sid's birthday. Sid. You would probably know Sid as... The blue furry lovable cookie monster on Sesame Street. Oh, cookie monster. Cookie monster's birthday. And his name is Sid. I, I just never knew his name wasn't Cookie Monster. No, Sid okay. the Cookie Monster. Sid. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cookie Monster. <laughs> cookie. <laughs> exactly. November second oh. is International Day to End Impunity for Crimes Against Journalists. Oh, wow. Okay. That you'd think that journalists having a day against crime against them would maybe have a better headline day than you that. You would That's think. Like maybe headline, right? You need to talk some interns into <laughs> cleaning that one up. <laughs> it is na- it is, it's National Deviled Egg Day. Oh, I like that. I love deviled eggs. Mm-hmm. I have finally perfected making hard-boiled eggs in my Instapot. Oh, mine are pretty good, too. I use the seven-minute rules. I actually, I use five-minute rules. Oh, okay. With, uh, well, it's probably closer to seven because I naturally release the pressure. But Mm -hmm. you go from the thing to an ice bath. Yeah. Yeah, then out, yeah. And the yolks are just perfect yellow creamy no green Hmm. ring around them i might uh cut mine back a minute 
this week and then a minute next and see what happens yeah. when you go from seven to five. Okay. Yeah. See, see what happens. <laughs> um, it's National Medical Science Liaison Appreciation Day. Wow. Okay. Right. The November second is people. the is the least <laughs> concise days of the year. Apparently, there's a content. I, apparently, people coming up with, "Hey, on November second, what day is that?" Or got paid by the letter. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's oh. National Traffic Professionals Day. Okay. And it is Plan Your Epitaph Day. Oh. Okay. What do you want people to say? That you should be, that's again, that mm-hmm. should be an everyday day. Right. You should be thinking, how, how are you going to be remembered? Yeah. Mm, okay. And now it's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit. The U.S. Election Day also can be held on November 2nd, but it's always held on a Tuesday and it has been since 1845. And do you know why Tuesdays were selected? No. I don't. Farmers often needed a full day of travel by a horse-drawn vehicle to the county seat to vote. Okay, so we can't do and it then, on Monday. Yeah, farmers would leave Monday, vote on Tuesday, and then be back in time for market day on Wednesday. And so Ooh. the earliest possible date is November 2nd. The latest possible date is November 8th. So our elections will always be on a Tuesday, and it will be from September 2nd or November 8th. Okay. When you think about it, most Disney Pixar movies are all about characters getting lost and then finding their way home. Let me think about it. Think um, about it. Okay. That's, that's a common plot in everything that's happening there. Oh, yeah, it is. I believe that life is full of uncertainties. <laughs> and that is all the justification I need to eat dessert first. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Carla, a farmer counted up all of his cows. Okay. And he had 196 of them. Okay. But when he rounded them up, he had 200. (laughs) 200, (laughs) Okay. Love (laughs) it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There you go. Hey, a group of tigers. Is called an ambush or a streak. What? I've never heard either one of those. Ambush, streak, ambush of of tigers, streak of tigers. I think I like streak of tigers. I do too. I do too. (laughs) Interesting about tigers. Did you know, Carla, that there are more tigers in Texas than the rest of the world? No. Yeah. Where are they? They're at huge, big game reserves. Oh, okay. And and they're at places like whatever the Tiger King Got it. goofball was and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But yeah, tigers. We have a lot of tigers in Texas. We do. Okay. Carla, it is possible for a large group of people to all misremember the same detail or event. And that is called a confabulation or its more common name, the Mandela Effect. Oh, I I get I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the implications. Fact, it's like named after Mandela because there were huge groups of people who were just convinced that Nelson Mandela died in 1980. Oh, and they remember the details, like oh, I remember his wife giving a speech, and the news never happened. Um, <laughs> a lot of people think that 
the character on the Monopoly board has a monocle. He doesn't. Never has. Really? Really? <laughs> so, um, Congratulations. Here's, here, okay. here's two from pop culture, though. Uh, most people are familiar with this phrase, Luke, I'm your father. Never said. Never? Went... Okay. The actual line is, no, I am your father. Okay. But we all remember it as Luke, Luke I am your father. I am your father. Okay. Uh, also, Snow White in the Seven Dwarfs. Mm-hmm. Familiar with the phrase mirror, mirror on the wall? Right. Wrong. Never said. No. Not the movie. Really? Uh, watch it. And what they say is magic mirror on the wall. Oh, all right. Mandela effect. I guess so. Huge group of people all misremembering something that they think was there. Whoa. Okay. Every two minutes, we take more pictures than all of humanity did in the 19th century. Whoa. We are out of control. <laughs> we are out of, out of control. control. <laughs> now, here's something that's out of control, and I wish I had a way to take part in it. On Saturn and Jupiter, it rains diamonds. Whoa. Okay. What? Yeah, how can we not figure out something about that? Ah. So, of course, then if all of a sudden you were able to find a way to bring all these raining diamonds back, they would be worth it. They're less you know, valuable. Yes. Yeah. Although having a raindrop diamond from Saturn probably has a lot of. Uh, I don't. You probably could never touch that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And now it's that time on the daily grind to enrich your faith. So how do we respond to all the things that we face? Well, if God's on our side, who can really stand against us? Romans 8.31 is a big source of encouragement for Christians. Even when we deal with trials and sufferings, it reminds us God's got our back. This verse has a message that we need to hold on to. In Romans 8.31, Paul says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? But you know what? We often forget this powerful truth when life gets tough. I think this verse deserves a closer look. And if you spend a few minutes reading and thinking about this passage, I believe it'll help boost your faith. So let's look into Romans 8.31. And on the daily ground, that means we start with context. In Romans 8.31, Paul is summarizing a bunch of stuff that he said earlier. So before we get into the meaning of this verse, let's see what happened before. Well, the book of Romans, written by the Apostle Paul, is all about helping Jews and non-Jews understand what Jesus did to save us. And it talks about Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection to give us hope. In Romans 8, Paul makes some pretty amazing claims about what Jesus did. He says there's no punishment for those who follow Jesus and that nothing can separate us from God's love. He's telling us not to focus on what's happening right now, but to look at what's eternal. So what does Romans 8.31 really mean? To understand it better, let's break it into three parts. I think this will help us see what it's saying and how it all fits together. First, what shall we say to these things? The beginning of the verse connects what Paul is about to say with what he just said. 
This is why context matters. And if we don't pay attention to the surrounding verses, we'll miss the meaning that the Bible is trying to communicate. Throughout Romans 8, Paul has been talking about how Christ is more significant than anything we face. He is saying we should focus on God and not our immediate problems. Paul is using what he just said to build up to what he's about to say. Because Jesus died and rose again. Because we're now God's children. Because our present troubles are nothing compared to the future glory. If God is for us. Paul sums up what he's been saying. God is on our side. And this is the key to our confidence. One way to put it is this. What God did for us through his son in the past and what he is doing for us through the spirit right now should give us confidence because he will definitely finish the job of saving us by glorifying us in the future. Philippians 1.6 Nothing and no one can stop him. So the meaning of this verse really points us to what we can be sure of, and that is God is on our side and is with us. Who can be against us? Paul is drawing the logical conclusion. If God is who he says he is and is for us, then no one can oppose us. God is bigger than whatever we're facing. Paul's words here aren't about human strength, though. They come from his own weakness. Throughout Romans, he makes it clear that God's strength shows up best in our weakness. So this isn't a message about self-help or perseverance through sheer willpower. It is a challenge to keep our eyes on the Lord and not rely on our own strength. When God is for us, nothing can stand against us. A few verses later, Paul's going to elaborate on that point. He's going to say that not troubles or hardships or persecution or famine or being naked or danger or the sword. None of that can separate us from God. Verse 35. This is the powerful truth of Romans 8.31, and it should remind us that if God's on our side, nothing can oppose us. So how do we apply this to our lives? Well, first, don't get stuck on temporary things. Life can hit us and hit us hard, and we will face difficulties. And when that happens, a lot of Christians tend to focus on the problems, and they will seem insurmountable. But if God is on our side, Whatever we're dealing with isn't the end of the story. What's impossible for us is not impossible for God. This verse doesn't tell us to grin and bear it until God gets us through. Instead, it gives us hope in the midst of suffering. God is with us and for us. We can find hope in the middle of the storm. So don't get fixated on temporary troubles. Instead, focus on the eternal. When things go wrong in our lives, it is natural just to uh, have them become center stage. But even Jesus wept when his friend died. So the Bible doesn't ask us to like these things or just get over them. But when tough times come, we should remind ourselves of the hope that we have in Jesus. And instead of fixating on what's temporary, we should dwell on what's eternal Again, this doesn't mean we need to downplay or ignore our feelings or our struggles, but it means we should give them to God. He cares for us. He's with us, and he will lead us through them. And lastly, step boldly into God's plan. 
Because God is on our side, we can boldly and confidently go where God leads. We don't need to fear what's ahead because of who is with us. There will be times when God calls us to do things we might not want to do, or when problems seem like they are overwhelming. But even in those moments, God is with us, and he'll guide us. So step boldly into what God has for you. There will be difficulties, but if God is on your side, who can oppose you? As always, thank you for taking some of your precious time and spending it here on The Daily Grind. I look forward to being with you guys tomorrow on another episode. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great, you'll never fully understand it. And may you be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God.